Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds uh, enjoying a wonderful conversation with Coach TJ Rosine. Uh, Tracy, boy, it was some great, great thoughts in, in our last uh, podcast. I mean, I so appreciate um, not just the truths, but when you see truths embodied, when, when I know someone and I see the things that you're describing and handling teenagers where they are uh, and accepting them uh, rather than trying to get them to come to where we are, which is, I think, the way we've approached the gospel for years, but rather than building those relational bridges and listening, trying to hear their story before we convey ours, and then basing our response to them off of where they are. I love that, TJ. Welcome back, man. Yeah, thanks for being back, and thankful that the Lord chose to meet me where I was at, you know, Mm, and so he he first did that so that we could could model it. Yeah, well, before you give us some good thoughts on Next Step Leadership, uh, tell everyone... Uh, your roles, um, you know, your responsibilities, coaching at Emmanuel and with with PGC. Uh, it's kind of that official, the official titles that you have. Yeah, you know, like I said before, like my, all my titles that um, I'm fortunate to have are opportunities to impact in different ways. So, as one of the hosts of the Hardwood Hustle, that's one where we educate, inspire, and encourage coaches. So it's just meant to, much like you guys are doing, come behind people who are in discipleship and just in, encourage them and give them nuggets to, to make them better. And then, we, can I dive in there? Yeah. You know, I, I am not a coach. I'm a I'm not a good athlete, but I love athletics. But I listen to your podcast more times than not, and it's it. You don't have to be a coach to be uh, challenged by this. It's very, very practical. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And we've had some, like we had Tony Bennett, the head coach at Virginia, and um, it inspires me, Like much like you guys have guests on here. It inspires you to hear people that are doing it in stressful environments, but still keeping the main thing the main thing and, and helping disciple young people. And with all the pressure, a national championship coach, University of Virginia, just hearing him source it from from the Lord and what the Lord wanted him to do. And even, even though it was on the biggest stage, it was still, and the main thing was the main thing. That's awesome. And you're also the head yeah, basketball coach, at basketball Emmanuel coach, Emmanuel College, and it's been 15 years, and you know we've had a lot of success there, won a couple national championships, and um, you know this is for a, a thought for you know just everybody out there, the pastors that are discipling other people. You know, over that time we've had a lot of success, and we won't go into the story, but Chris and I, you know, I actually accepted another job for one day. One time, uh, Chris picked me up at a Taco Bell after I came back from West Virginia. And, um, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, what about this or what about that as other opportunities have come up because we've been fortunate to have a lot of success. And I've always come back and every time I've been offered an opportunity to the place like, you know, I don't care if you're out there, you're leading youth ministry or you're the head pastor. It's much like a middle school coach or a college coach, you know, like 
you're in front of those five people, 10 people, 100 people or whatever, because God has you there That's to right. make an impact. And I don't think what Coach K and his 15 young people and in Emmanuel College, my 15 young people is any different. Like those, those are equally uh, important. And what we do with, with our platform is, is really, really important. Don Meyer, who was a great Christian coach and won an SB on ESPN, I had the opportunity to be mentored by him. Uh, towards the end of his life and he, he talked all the time about just the keys to think to life and to leadership and one of the keys that he talked to to me about in leadership that I'll that I'll never forget was was the just many times he stated that like where you're at like there's a reason God has you where you're at and so a lot of times we can be distracted by what else is out there but it's not a mistake that you're you where you're at right now, leading where you're at, so wherever true. that is. So true. That's good advice. You know, we were talking during the break, and I, I really want to go there, that maybe due to COVID, and I think more due to the things that COVID has unearthed in ourselves and, and community and, and needs and whatnot, that there are a lot of discouraged, stressed people. Uh, and that's in every sector of society, isn't it, TJ? And you were saying that you see that in, in the coaching world. Um, tell us a bit about that and some thoughts you have regarding that. Yeah, you know, Andy Stanley, who's I listen to a lot, and uh, who your son with the church I attend, he, he, he kills it on the guitar there. I get to hear him most every week. But, um, you know, he was talked a lot about like finding your purpose, like what breaks your heart. And one of the things that breaks my heart is that really good coaches are, are leaving coaching. And I think your experience in this and in, in the world of pastors yeah. and, and ministry and, and you're seeing people and, and, that one of the reasons it breaks my heart is because I realize what hangs in the balance of, mm-hmm. of that person, like what they, that they're really good at what they do. They impact people at a really high level. They change lives, but they're being pulled away. I don't know the reasons they're being pulled away in, in ministry. You guys, you guys know that, but in coaching, they're getting pulled away, not because they don't love the young people and not because they don't love the, the game of basketball, which is our vessel. They're getting pulled away because of all these outside influences. Mm-hmm. It's parents that are making their life hard. Administrators, they've got to work a full-time job. I mean, they get underpaid. And there's just so many reasons that they're they're leaving. And you know, I have a commitment statement, which is in many aspects of my life. And a commitment statement is a, a statement that talks to who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Who do I want to be as a coach? Who do I want to be as a father? Who do I want to be as, as a husband? And part of my commitment statement, um, my basketball commitment statement, says that, you know, it says uh, parents whining, pouting, administrators, outside influences will be forbidden from taking any of my joy of coaching the game of basketball and mentoring young people. So I made a decision that that will not be allowed to impact what's most important. Because if my time and energy goes to all of those outside things, that's just taking away from what the main thing is. And the main thing is impacting those young people or impacting coaches in my life. And for you know, youth ministers, for pastors, they're influencing whatever age they're influencing. Right. And the minute that all those outside distractions get to kind of come into our life a little bit and it takes our attention and it takes our time, it takes away from what's most important. So what I would encourage, you know, people that are struggling with where they're at in their leadership, do I want to do this or what? Like, can you put a, can you put a fence around and make a decision right now to say, you know what, 
I'm not going to let that take away from what I love the most. And can I live in the area? Uh, Because most of the time, our job, if we can get a job that's 80, 20, 80% of the time we love it and 20% of the time we don't, like that's awesome, right? Yes, it is. But a lot of time it it flips the other way and it becomes 80% of the stuff we don't love, all the things that we have to do, and then that 20%. Well, I, I think we, to some degree, have to take control of that and flip it the other way. You know, I'm going to spend 80% of my time in, in, in my passion where I can impact people. And that other 20%, if there's going to be balls dropped, it's going to be dropped over there. And uh, and I think a lot of times because we're just humans and we want to do well and we want to make it, you know, we want to make the right decisions. We let all of that stuff infiltrate our mind and our heart and, and take away from what's most important. Boy. I love everything you're saying, TJ. Uh, I think it applies to all of us. And, and, and those people that we are mentoring, those that we're coaching, pastoring, guiding about the, the next steps to take in life, how, you know, we've, we mentioned this before, but it's not always that that we are doing, but how we are leading them. They can see through our words, TJ. Yeah. They know our attitudes, and and we need to to be intentional about finding that joy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and, and we got to fill ourselves up too. You, you can't give what you don't have. That's right. And so if we don't have it inside of us, and that's protecting your own energy. There's things I do. There's probably like 10 different things I do to make sure that I'm protecting my energy, that I feel good, I feel healthy, I feel, you know, whether it's physical health, mental health, whatever it is, like we have to make sure that we're protecting that because that cannot give what you do not have. And I think, I, I know I experience, I watch that a lot yep. with different pastors that I know and people in ministry. And a lot of times I can see that their tank is low. And um, and I think putting things in, into your life, whether it's guardrails or whatever you want to call them, or just uh, staples into your life of things that are going to keep you filled is really important for a leader. How can we become better at that? I mean, just practically, how can we choose to do that? Because we feel like so many people feel like they're the objects, so, you know, in a sentence, everything is just happening to them, nothing we can do about it. But you're wanting us to shift that and be the subject, the ones taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm going to start a little bit backwards. And, you know, I think for me, and I think many of you as leaders have probably read books on and finding your why and why it's so important. And I like to think of it as reverse engineering. I have a vision mm-hmm. of, you know, when I'm retired, sitting on a rocking chair with my wife, looking out there and telling stories of impact. Of, yeah. Do you know when so-and-so did this and Graham Maxwell did this? And I could go on the different names and, and just being able to look back and reflect. Yeah. Well, I know those are the things I want to talk about. What do I need to do to ensure that those things are happening and, and, and to make sure, well, we just talked about it. I need to keep the main thing the main thing. I need to make it about moments. I need to make powerful moments for these young people that impact and, and change their lives. Well, how do I create powerful moments how do i whether it's a tough moment or that changes their life or a good moment that changes life how am i prepared for those moments well if my tank is empty then i'm not going to be prepared for those moments and so for me there's two really important things and but the one that i would emphasize is i think planning is really important you know we have where my wife and i we plan something every year we're just super excited for we also plan something every month we're really excited about we also plan something every week 
that we're excited about. And so on a bigger scale, you know, the once a year is going to be probably something big. The yep. once a month is, and the once a week just might be date night where we get right. to go be with each other, you know, and that we also do the we and the me, you know, every Thursday I play pickleball because it's selfish. I need that exercise. I need to go out there and have fun. Every, every uh, Tuesday we typically do a date night. So that's the we, we do that together. And she has every Saturday morning where she goes running. And sometimes you have to be selfish about that so that you're ready for those moments you're ready to dive deep in those tough moments your tank's got to be full agreed man uh keeping i love you've said it several times keeping the main thing the main thing um and that's a lot of small choices it's some daily choices and i'm going to i'm going to do these things this is what i'm going to do for my spiritual life uh these are the kind of things uh one of the things i love to do here five minutes from here there's a there's a walking track and i pray better when i walk I'm just I'm so easily distracted. I'm, I'm just pathetic in that. So, so if, but if I can walk a bit, and yeah. I, it's amazing how the focus can become more on those things. So for me, a practical thing is combining a thirty-minute walk. Yeah, you know, and and I know this about me too. If I don't do it at the beginning of the day, it will not happen. Mm. So I have to make some choices about those things. It's super practical. Yeah, and we're all different. You know, we all have different things, and so yeah. I think when we listen to other people, we might say, "Well, that's a great idea, but that doesn't really work for me." And so you yeah. have to really seek what what works for you, what really does fill you. And I think you have to almost be selfish about that because yeah. it, you take care of yourself, and you're going to be able to give more. Well, your pickleball is my jazz band. Yeah. So you know, uh, yeah. that's every Monday night we've got jazz band. It's a little sextet, and, and if I I can drop every other musical, uh, and I almost have. I'm doing very little in music except for a couple things, and but it's stuff that stretches me, and and like I said, it feeds me, yeah. and it's selfish. There's no question about it. But I'm intentionally selfish about that. Yeah. And that's and, what I call holy selfishness, um, because it is the right thing, and it is choosing yeah. to is to remember the importance of self care. If we forget self-care, we will not be capable of caring for the other people that we want to care for. Yeah, yeah. And that was a hard lesson to learn. I, like, I'm a high D, a driver. Mm-hmm. And so I can tell you early in my career, I came in there and I just wanted to, to move the cattle forward. You know, like bam, bam, bam. <laughs> like that's the way that I thought. And it, one of the things, one of the benefits that I found of being selfish about taking care of myself and the things that really matter is that, I was able to be more present. And, you know, my wife's reading a book, and just the title of it struck me. I haven't read the book, but it's called um, Present Over Perfect. Mm. And just the idea of being present, like identifying, this is a quote that I think is is really, but uh, just being able to self-reflect, being able to really self-evaluate is a superhuman power. Yeah. When you can do that and recognizing that I was a high D and that I was going to miss moments of, of being present when people yeah. really needed me because I had this other characteristic, which isn't always a bad characteristic, right? And there's good and bad, like most things in life, you know, overindulging, you know, it's probably bad for you, but getting it right and living in that area is, is really good for you. And so um, we all have those areas in our life where we have to recognize this is a strength of mine, but it could also be the weakness of mine. And, and how do I live in this strength? And um, so I, I love being a moment maker, but I can't do that if I'm not present. And some of those fit my characteristics, some of them I don't, but it's the main thing. I want to be present to make moments and impact lives. And so you have to find, how do I get to that spot? I have a final question for you, uh, and that is, how did you discover that main thing in your life? And I'm, I know Jesus, let, let's move beyond, we, that's, that's a given in your life, but how did you 
recognize and discover that, man, I'm TJ. I want to pour into young people. And it's through the vehicle of coaching. Mm. I, I get that. But, but when did that become really clear to you? And what was, what did, what was that like? Well, I, I think it's important for people to, to remember what they do is important. And it doesn't matter where you're at. I mean, you have an opportunity. And I think with the first time I, I realized it was important but didn't actually re- know that it was important was when I was coached by people who cared for me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, wow, that's something different and special in my life. And then I got to flip it and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I started as an assistant coach, and I got to impact somebody's life. And I thought to myself in that moment, if I could do this the rest of my life, if I could really go in there, and that's when the light bulb went off. And and so when people were doing that to me, I realized how good it felt. Yeah, back to Andy Stanley, do for the one what yes. you wish you could do for everyone. Ah, I love that. I yeah. love that. Just do yeah. for the one. That's, that's so good. That's good stuff. Sometimes we focus so much on trying to find everybody that we forget the one who's right beside us, TJ. Yeah, it's so true. And Graham, that's one of the reasons I love having him as my assistant coach. Is He's probably a better head coach than I am. But the one thing he does so phenomenal, he does for the one. He does not get distracted. He just lives in that moment for the one and amazes me. And I always amaze by people that are just so present that can recognize how important that interaction is. Well, TJ, tell us, uh, before we end, uh, tell us again how people can connect uh, with uh, PGC, the, the groups that you're a part of. And also, uh, you know, these will, people will be hearing these uh, around holiday season. So think of kind of from Thanksgiving toward Christmas and the new year. Uh, what are some healthy reminders as we end? Yeah, well, you, know, you can find us at Hardwood Hustle just to listen. I, I think if you have a young kid that plays basketball, you should check out our, our company, PGC Basketball, because we're not uh, a Christian-based um, company, but we are intentional to impact lives, yeah. and we do it through Christ-like ways. And mm-hmm. so I think you would notice that it's a place that I think young people get mentored in, in an amazingly credible way. And then there's Emmanuel College, which you know how we all are passionate That's about right. that place where you know young people. Why would you not want to play out? basketball with TJ Rosine at Emmanuel College? Or just come because there's so many phenomenal <laughs> people there. You're just going to get people in your life. And, and as as a parent, I want good people in my life. And that, that's there's tons of good people um, at Emmanuel. You know, and I think over this holiday season, just. I think about people all over the place. For some people, it's hard. For some people, it's it's joyous, and you know, it, it's different for everybody. But I think the the thing that I would just encourage people is to just uh, find what's most important to them and spend time. Yeah. So I I would just encourage you know over that time to what we just talked about be present because you don't need to seek out all these moments. Like God will put them in front of you if you're just present and available. He'll put those in front of you. And there's so many uh, situations that are nearby that I don't want us to forget. And if we begin to notice those beautiful moments, just like you've done, TJ, and, and the same the, the same way that Tracy's, Tracy's doing that, I believe that we all can find ways during holidays, during good days, during difficult times, to still make our next steps our best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. 
Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Sweet nothing's finished.